Resident Frequency. Tune into your neighborhood. Resident Frequency. Resident Frequency. Resident Frequency. Resident Frequency. Resident Frequency. Say what? Resident Frequency. Resident Frequency. Tune into your neighborhood. Resident Frequencies. Tune in to your neighborhood. Tune into your neighborhood. Tune into your neighborhood. Duck. The Forgotten Town. The best place in the world because I was born here, he was born here, mate, and the majority of people you see here are born here. Come on, Dan. Move yourself. Sorry, we're just taking the ball business. That's it, I've got ready for the radio, yeah? <laughs> so. First of all, we walk in, we've got this, this is the mould room. This is where we store all the moulds. After you get to see the temperatures, and it's actually quite hot at the moment anyway. Only um, it's right? Um, yeah, so the patch is quite warm at the moment. It's been difficult this, this summer, um, just with the heat and the humidity. Uh, chocolate doesn't really like moisture too much. Yeah, it's nice, nice place. We've been here four years now, I think. It took us a long time to find somewhere because it's quite difficult with having the flow and everything, a building that suits what we do. You know, we really want to be over here. It's the end of the city we're from. And, you know, we support the staff locally and businesses locally as well. We packed off and labelled or boxed. This is a lumpy road, so marshmallows, fudge, uh, plain milk chocolate. Um, I think they're making, over there today, they're making a honeycomb crunch. That's um, a So everybody's within a couple of miles. We have got a couple of guys actually from Fenton. And who started the company? Me. Yeah, Why? me and my wife. We went travelling to Australia and when we came back, uh, Jen was pregnant with Daniel and uh, she couldn't get a job so I just made chocolates for her to go in wedding favours. And then she went to farmers markets, which is where she started just selling boxes of chocolates. So they always made too many chocolates so she just boxed them off and said, I'm getting to the farms off. And then we met uh, Mr. Sims, Martin Peace, who asked us to make a chocolate bar, which I'd never made a chocolate bar before, so it was a bit, all right, oh, okay, I'll have a go. We started off at home on the kitchen table. I think we moved into our first unit at Joining the Square about 10 years ago now, 11 years ago. There's half a ton in there. Um, that'll get used this morning. So on average, on average, I think we're using about two tons a day. And this is the depository line. What it does, it gives us uh, an accurate... Four years ago we moved here, which is 12,000 square foot. Our plan is to double the size of the production in the next two years. We're currently getting through about 150 to 200 metric tonnes of chocolate a year. And what were you doing before? What was your job while you I was were a chef. Oh, I see. Yeah, I was okay. a chef for ten years. So, keeps it moving, keeps everybody moving down the other end. So how many bars are you making a day? Uh, anything between... 12 and 20,000. Oh, and they ship to the country? Yeah, yeah, we've uh, got a few big contracts with a few white label customers, so we do all their own brand. Um, and we're just about to launch three of our own new brands in September at a big chocolate show. Um, so yeah, we've got, we've got three new brands which we've been working on for quite a while now. And uh, they've all got different uh, proposition in the marketplace. 
So we've got a functional, we've got an everyday, and we've got a high-end. This is my cousin Paul. My dad's somewhere about. Um, obviously Daniel comes in whenever he can. <laughs> My dad looks after all the distribution warehousing and site manager. Kate looks after all the packaging. My wife Jen, she does all the technical. So then Martin, Martin's on holiday this week. He's our production manager. We went to school together. It's uh, it's quite a close close family. Right? So it's quite nice. It's nice to see everybody on a daily basis. And how did you choose the chocolate that you'd use? We used to run of the mill chocolate to be honest for quite a long time, and we didn't really know that much about the ethics of growing and whatnot but over the last few years so that's been one of my main focuses looking at sustainability you know where are we getting the chocolate from you know how are they growing it how are they supporting their local communities and so we now buy from a family-owned company in Colombia and so it's very much the same ethos only they're a lot bigger but Camilo is uh, one of the family members so it's quite a big family as you can imagine they've been around for 115 years so Camilo who deals with the chocolate side of things lovely bloke he's coming over in august he's going to come and stay with us you know just like us they just like beer football and rum at the end of the night <laughs> so uh, yeah we'll be we'll be taking him out we're going to hopefully go down to watch a game at stoke which is just around the corner from there it all gets packed off down here there's the flow wrapper So what's good about our chocolate at Daniel's Delights, it's, it's clean, it's really nice, it's actually good for you. Chocolate, believe it or not, has more antioxidants than blueberries, so a little bit of dark chocolate every day keeps the doctor at bay. Do you do dark chocolate? Yes, yes, we do quite a few actually. We, uh, we do 100%, we do 85% and we do a 60%. We'll do some uh, tasting, I've got some 100% which has just arrived from Colombia. So we're working on a brand new product at the minute, so we're just trying to get the product right. So when we go upstairs, we'll, we'll have a little taste. About two hours. We just want a new contract with a new customer. So this is one of our new brands, Benefit, which we're launching. And these were some samples we did. Uh, oh, you're really going for the sort of health? Yes, yes. So this is a protein, um, energy and vitamin. This is an 85%. Um, but again, it's just about having a clean product. See, just that little bit of. Mm. Well, that that's so that's a tobacco that is. So it's just single region. It's quite nice. It's. Mm. So the the other thing we've looked at with this range is it's all suitable for vegans. Mm. So uh, you know, there's a lot of veganism now. I think people are just more aware about what they're eating. They don't want to put rubbish in their bodies all the time. Where. You know, years ago, you didn't really take much notice, did you? You just had, had what was available. Somebody told us about a microbrewery down there, quite random. Where's that then? So we found it in the back of the uh, little industrial estate down the bottom. So we, we got chatting and I took him some chocolate down. They did a chocolate chili ale. We all tend to go down on a Friday afternoon after work and, and have a few, but it's to be careful. It's strong stuff down there, you know. <laughs> Two beers and you've got to get a taxi home. <laughs> down as a lot, yeah, they, they come in, they come in here and have a beer with us. They're only just up the road from us. He's got a, a good thriving little business up there. 
uh, and he's got some really nice chocolates. But uh, he came down and asked about uh, the chocolate stout that we were doing at the time and said, uh, what chocolate do you use in it? I said, well, I use a chocolate malt, you know. And he said, uh, well, I think you need some chocolate in it, so I'll bring you some down. So he came down with a, a big box of chocolate, which was uh, like 60% cocoa. And we put that into a beer and called it Chucky Wocky Stout. Thanks to Danny for that one. It's, uh, Danny's delights, it's brilliant. Well, I'm yeah, have a little tea, tea break, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my name's Nev, I'm Neville Smith. We're in Ran Ales, which is a microbrewery and micro pub in Fenton. We've been brewing now for four years and we've been in this unit now for about just over three years. I've been a mechanic for 37 years and I kind of had enough of fixing cars. So we uh, went on a course for three days with a friend of mine, just for a bit of fun really. In about three days we thought book ourselves in a pub, get a few beers down us and we learned how to make it at the same time. thought that'll do, so off we went. And uh, after we come back we thought, right, we better get some gear. So we bought a bit of, a bit of stuff together in a small little brewery unit. Made the first beer, which we thought, oh, this is quite a nice beer. This we've done, done all right here. Oh, there's a pub local to us. They said, uh, would you like to put your beer on at our pub? I said, yeah, okay, sounds good. So we did that, and unbeknownst to us, the, the camera people were in there, which is a campaign for real ale, the local guys, and uh, they tried the beer, and then asked us if we'd put some beer on at their beer festival later on in the year, Stoke Beer Festival. And we said, we need at least three beers off you. So I was like, yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. Not, not as I've made three beers, I only got one. So we had to make up the other two, and uh, we got them down the festival for October, and then obviously you've got landlords from different pubs that go there to try it now. And then they uh, they started ringing up and saying, can, can you do us some beer? So that's how it started off. Yeah, second career, yeah. It's something completely different. Change of life, you know. It's nice, it's a nice thing that we do because you meet a lot of different people, which is good. You get out and about more. Obviously, I was stuck in a garage for 37 years. You don't see much of the outside world. And you know, so you travel around and we do lots of events now, which is good. So it's very interesting. It's hard work. It's a lot harder work than it was you know, the other jobs I've done. But uh, you only get out what you put in. Are there other people involved? We, as uh, my partner Karen. Karen works for the NHS. She's, uh, she comes after work here and, and helps me out. Plus she does all the bookkeeping and, you know, we're very much a partnership uh, in the business as well as, you know, at home and that. And she's put a lot behind this. She's backed me all the way from when I was a mechanic. You know, I just gave up the job and, and we started doing this. So it's a, a big thing to do at the time and, and she's backed me up all the way. Do you think she might leave her job eventually? I think she'd love to, yeah, because she loves working in here as well. She loves being in the bar, she loves meeting the customers. And that's one thing that we've had feedback from off people saying that, you know, it's nice to go down around house because she can make you feel welcome when you get in there. Karen knows everybody's name. She knows when they were born, how old they are, how many kids they've got, where they live. Me, I can't remember anybody's name who comes in upset for probably the dog Nelson, you know, I mean, he's just about sure about that one. So when I heard about you, I was expecting young men in their 20s with beards yeah that's me young man without a beard 57. <laughs> well, we've done about 15 different beers now must be at least 15 different beers we range from light ones um, not too hoppy we do we do a hoppy one 
uh, fruity ones, we do chilly ones, and then we go into stouts, we do stouts, we do dark beers. So yeah, we've got quite a big range now, which is good. That's why we like being a small, we're only a small brewery. The beauty of that is that we can make lots of different beers instead of sticking with three or four mainstream beers like the big boys do, you know. Because it's a bit like cooking, I like cooking, and it's a similar thing, really. We just put things in a big pot and see what comes out, you know. I'm sure there's more to it than that. Yeah, that's basically it, really. I mean, you know, that, that's what it says, brewing. Brewing's what comes out of your mind, what things you can th think of differently to somebody else, what, you know, what somebody else is doing, you know. You can put fruit in it, you can put herbs in it, you can put anything in, in a brew, really. It's all down to your creativity, I think. This taproom is in the middle of an industrial estate. Yep. And people come? Yes, they do, yeah. We have quite a good clientele, yeah, we do. We've got quite a few regulars now that come. A lot of people sort of say it's quirky, that's the main word. Very quirky, it's different. Plus, we're close to the Stoke City Football Ground, so we get a lot of people going to the Stoke matches, they come in. That's where, really, it kind of took off with us because we've got so many people coming in here for the match and then they've told other people and then they still come in now when the football season's not on, you know, so it's good. I was born 61, obviously, so that sort of area. There wasn't a lot of money about. It was a busy area, you know. There's obviously, you got all your uh, pot banks, and your pet, and the, the steelworks, Mechelin. Lots of places around here, so there was a lot more people working, like, but there wasn't really a lot of money about, was there? You know, people weren't that well off. So it was brought up, you know, brought up rough, but you, you, you were taught to work hard uh, to see you know, what you get out of life, and that's what I do. You know, I like grafting, I'm a grafter. I'm brought up like that. So I'll get stuck in and hopefully earn some money. My dad worked on Shelton Bar, Steelworks. Yeah, he worked there. Uh, he was also a pet man, a bevin boy to start with in the early days, you know. So yeah, and my mum was in the library. I've worked for Don Law Racing, uh, so I've been travelling around all around the world with, with Don, doing motor racing on vehicles, and that was fun. But general car repairs, I think, it's, it's just not like it used to be anymore. He used to fix cars and strip them apart and put bits in them, gearboxes stripping and that. Nowadays it's plug a computer in and it's boring. I didn't like, didn't find it very interesting at all because I'm old school, I guess. What next for me? Retirement would be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, you've just started. So. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, uh, we just carry on as we are, I think. Hopefully we need to take somebody on board with us now because it's getting a bit too much for me, to be honest, because uh, we're very busy at the moment, which is good. To be honest with you, we're not really supplying as many pubs as we should be because I'm ducking and diving because I've got enough beer for them. <laughs> Try not to think about the future, live for today, that's more I say. That's my motto, live for today. You never know what's around the corner, do you?